In today's episode, we talk about the fact that you have control over more than you think that you do and how to design your environment to promote success rather than failure and how we can stay one step ahead to automate good decisions, get into the flow and make some of these habits that we are trying to implement routine and then subtracting negative influence. We hope you guys enjoyed today and we'll see you inside the episode. You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Yeah, Nick tries to do like that's like Nick's love language is messing with me. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> we were actually a really funny story at the park yesterday, and um, the there were like three boys that were climbing on the slide and like all over the place. And the mom walked over there, and she's like, then she walked back over by the bench where we were because Carson was just like running around crumbling leaves. And Taylor was in her stroller and she was like, that's what I shouldn't be doing. I should not be helicopter parenting. And I was like, yeah, I did that for a while. And she's like, they say, you know, that's what a lot of people say. Like kids don't trust themselves when you're helicopter parent. And I go, probably why Carson is the way he is. (laughs) And Nick goes, I love how you admit this to complete strangers, but you won't ever say to me that that's how you are. (laughs) And I go, that's how marriage works. (laughs) I'm never going to admit things like that to you because then that means that you're right. And I'm wrong, which is not the case ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we were at the park Sunday and there was, I posted about it on my Instagram, but these kids who I think they were probably 10 to 12, maybe 13 or 14. I have no idea. It's hard to tell like kids ages because some people are just like tall for their age and you just don't know. But I mean, some of the things that they were talking about, like sexual comments they were making, like I guess before I got there, one of the kids was like on the slide. He's like, oh yeah, like doggy style. And Art's like, what is happening? Like you guys are (sighs) way too young to know these things. And then the the kid's like, I have a thousand dollars to give away if you want to do this bet or whatever. Give me my ball. I don't even know what was happening. I'm like, you guys are way too young for this. Like I remember when life was simple and we were like just talking about like who we liked and are we going to get our first kiss and Uh stuff like that instead of these weird. Talking about like, yeah, no, I know. I know exactly what you mean. And it's like kids have lost their innocence. It makes me really sad. And I think a lot of it's social media. You know, they're exposed to way more stuff. Like the kids that were at the park that were in that same age group, I think we're all talking about TikTok. There's no censorship on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like there's plenty of stuff on there that they should not be seeing. Mm-hmm. For sure. There's some things on there that I don't want to see. Mm-mm. And like, it's random, you know, what you get when you scroll other than the people that you follow. So yeah, I, I don't know. TikTok is just still not my jam, mm. but it's a black hole. I mean, there's is. some entertaining stuff on there for sure, but it's a black hole. Anyways, so speaking of black holes and time sucks, um, we're talking today about how y- you have control of your life way more than you realize. And this is something that I actually posted about a couple weeks ago and something that I've been realizing that has been going on the past couple weeks for me is we have been running late in the morning a lot more recently um i'm very (laughs) liz knows this i texted her this morning i was so pissed off (laughs) because i like 
I have a time in my mind that I want to try and get out of the house by. And it was 7.30 this morning. That was like optimal, you know, maybe like 7.40. No, we left the house at 7.55, like tr- almost 30 minutes later than I wanted to leave. And it wasn't the end of the world. I wasn't going to be late for a meeting or anything like that. But it's just like, I get so angry when my timeline does not exist how I want it to. But what I've realized, especially when it comes to the situation of my family being out of the house on time, it is 100% because of me. Like, my seven-month-old does not have the capacity to get herself up and get herself dressed and fed. My three-year-old will argue about getting dressed for 15 minutes, so I need to allot that time. And I have not been the night before preparing everything that I need to prepare. So like Taylor needs four bottles made. She needs food for the day. And then I need to write on a little list of, you know, for the teachers that have Taylor, what's in each of her little things of food, because this is annoying as shit is like, I can't send a half eaten pouch for them to finish, but I can send what's in that half eaten pouch in a plastic container for them to use. And so I have to label all of those things. <laughs> so, so this process takes me like 15, 20 minutes. I haven't been doing it the night before. And I also have been finishing my workouts a little bit later. I've like not been as strict as like ending at 6.30 and then getting in the shower, getting myself ready before I wake the kids up. And my husband helps, but like, let's be honest, they aren't like super focused on the timeline and what everything needs no, to get done. No, because they have to poop for 45 minutes. Exactly. Or they have you to have sit to in take, the shower. You got to take that out of your mouth. I know. I have a cough drop in you guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I had a coughing attack last episode. We had to stop the episode <laughs> because I was coughing so much. <laughs> I'll swallow it soon. Okay. Anyways, it's been my fault. It is a thousand percent my fault because I have not been in control of what needs to get done in the morning ahead of time. Same thing with meal prep. If you have not made the food to have in the house and then you don't have food made when you have five minutes to eat something in between meetings and then you don't eat or you don't have the right things to eat. And so you eat things that are not optimal. Like we are in control. Do not get pissed. Do not get frustrated because you are in a circumstance that is not favorable because guess what? Back into that circumstance, you put yourself there by the choices that you made leading up to it. And so that is what we are talking about today. You have control. And I stopped getting angry because I was like, oh, hey, this is my problem. This is a me problem. This is not anyone else's problem. It's not my toddler that's upset for the umpteenth time because he's upset every morning. That has nothing to do with us being late. It's because I have not prepared everything ahead of time to be able to handle this situation properly. And so in turn, him taking 15 minutes arguing about what t-shirt he wants to wear that's in the laundry and he can't wear because he wore it two days ago makes me think that's the problem. It's not the problem. It's that I have not set up the timeline in the mornings to cater to what I know will likely happen or the unexpecteds that happen. Because guess who treats and manages stress the best? People that have control everywhere else in their life. Yep. And so just like you took control of that thought, you know, there's a a great quote that I love um, from Tim Grover from the book Winning. And it's like, you control your thoughts, you control your emotions, right? If you control your emotions, you're going to control your actions. If you control your actions, you control the outcome. So very quickly, when you're in those moments of frustration and you're thinking like, oh, this sucks and this is this day is going to be horrible. No, stop right there before you let that spiral because you have control of how you reframe those thoughts. And in turn, reframing those thoughts reframes your emotions and you don't get into that angry state, frustrated state, yelling at your kids. Like I'm sure we all lose our patience at some point in time with toddlers. That's just 
you know, they like to push our buttons. Um, but at the end of the day, as Becca was saying, if you're in an unfavorable situation, reverse engineer this and ask yourself, what could I have done differently not to be in this situation where I missed my workout or I didn't sleep enough or I don't have food ready, prepared or groceries in the house? Because the world we live in, you can have all these things done for you. Sure, it's going to cost you a little bit more from like, you know, a convenience standpoint, you're going to pay for grocery delivery. You're going to pay for chopped vegetables or fruit more than you would just buying it and cutting it yourself. But if that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do if your goals matter. Same thing if like we're not hitting our intake goals or we're really struggling with staying on track. Well, I just, I lost my motivation. I lost my willpower. I went off the rails. Well, okay, reverse engineer this. How'd you set yourself up not to do that? How did you eat throughout the day? Did you eat balanced meals throughout the day? Did you focus on lean proteins, more vegetables to keep you a little bit fuller longer in between meals? Or were you just going with what was convenient and now the 500 calories you consumed at Starbucks this morning didn't keep you full for more than an hour and so you're craving more things and you decide, well, I just didn't have control over the situation today. I didn't have anything planned so might as well just throw this day away starting in on Monday. Like everything is within our power if we choose to take control of it. The reason why people stay stuck and they don't get to their goals is because they are not in the driver's seat. They're letting somebody else, maybe time or their kids or other external circumstances, control their thoughts, their emotions, their actions, and their outcomes. So if you want to get in control, get in the driver's seat and start taking control. Does it feel like sometimes you are going like through, you know, the motions and maybe like robotic. Sure. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, the time that you're going to put in, let's say, for example, going grocery shopping. Grocery shopping doesn't have to be a two-hour event. Meal planning doesn't have to be a whole day event. That's not what we're saying with this. What we're saying is that you can make decisions to set your environment up to support your goals if they are a priority to you. And if they are not, then don't complain about the results that you're not getting for the work that you're not putting in. Today is Friday Fire. Just a reminder, because we're going to get a little bit harsh here. Like The way that your environment is set up, the way that it's designed, it either promotes success or it promotes failure. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest part of Atomic Habits right now in the part of the book that we're in is talking about, and this is kind of like a good point to make a lot of times is when someone is overweight or obese and they're, you know, at a Weight Watchers meeting or something, or someone preaches to them how dangerous it is, dangerous it is to be overweight or, you know, how harmful it is or how, you know, you got to just get discipline. What does that do? That usually drives anxiety for those people. And then it drives them to eat because for them, eating is probably a coping mechanism for emotions. Same thing with smokers, telling smokers how horrible smoking is for their health. Like we know that doesn't work. It just doesn't. And so what it happens, they go to smoke because that's a coping mechanism for the anxiety that it creates. We have to change our environment. You cannot just tell people to discipline yourself into action. Like just try harder. No, we have to look at what's setting ourselves up for what decisions we keep making that aren't serving us. So for me, I keep waiting until the morning of to make the bottles, to make the food, to make the list. That isn't the right time for me to do it. I can't do it in that environment because that environment is always rushed. I need to do it the night before when I'm not rushed, when we're hanging out in the kitchen, when we're cleaning up from dinner, when we're doing whatever we're doing at that time, that is the environment that will probably cater to me then not in the morning having to do those things. I have to change the environment. And so there's a lot of different ways that you can 
kind of design your environment to promote success. But if you find yourself continuing to have this negative habit, whatever it is, eating chocolate late at night, having a drink after work at 5 p.m. every day, you have to start changing the environment you in. You have to make it harder to do those things in your situation. If you drink every night at 5 p.m. after work, don't have alcohol in the house or schedule a workout for 5.30 p.m. every night so that you're getting out of that environment. You have to shift it or else people will not change. So there's kind of three strategies that we wanted to provide you guys today with ways that you can design an environment that promotes success. First, you have to automate good decisions. Whenever possible, design an environment that makes good decisions for you. People that are very disciplined, people that seem like they never struggle with motivation, simply put themselves in hard situations less. I, I, I don't make it hard on myself. I don't keep crap in the house that would make me want to eat it. I don't give myself the option to work out any other time of day other than 5.15 a.m. when I know I'll have the time. I create these situations that make the decision easier. Because I know if I keep delicious donuts in my house multiple times during the week, I'm going to eat said delicious donuts multiple times a week because they're there. The temptation is there. The choice becomes harder. I have to have more discipline in that situation. We need to make it easier to make better decisions. For example, if you struggle with portion size, buy smaller plates get a food scale, commit to weighing only a certain amount of food for that meal. You know, you need to create the situation to make it easier for yourself to make decisions. If you know that you struggle to wake up in the morning, sign up for a gym that requires you to sign up for a class. Mm -hmm. And then you're committed to going to that class. Like remove the resistance, remove the resistance that is in front of you creating the better habits. Yeah. And I think it's really important to think about like Becca is saying, like, how can I be one step ahead, right? So for her, it's packing the bottles, packing all the food the night before instead of trying to do it the morning of. For me, what I do is I time block everything on my calendar. I know that's the time that I work out. Some days, if I don't have calls until 9 or 9.30 and it works for Art and I to go to the gym, I put it on my calendar for that time. Other days, like this morning, I had to be in the gym by 6.30 so that I could get my workout, get home, get Marcus, get to school, do all of those things before we started our day. And so I lay out my clothes the night before. I track my food the night before most of the time. Like if I know that I have leftovers or I know that I've meal prepped something for the week, for example, my breakfast, right? I'll just use this as an example. I eat the same gluten-free waffle every day before my workout. That's easy to add. I most days do the same protein shake with my reds and my greens. Easy add, right? Copy these things over in your tracker, for example, if you're tracking your food. I made an egg frittata for this week. Boom, 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 Monday through Friday, plug that in. It's easy because it's what works for me. So making the decisions ahead of time allows you to be one step ahead and then you don't have to have fear and anxiety and worry, will I hit my goals today because you already know what you're going to eat. So maybe for you, you're saying, well, Liz, I don't plan out my meals. I don't know what I'm going to you know, have for dinner on Tuesday night. That's okay, but you should have some general idea of it's A or B right? Like if we've got tacos for Taco Tuesday, okay, well then that's going to be a little fattier meal, right? Because you're probably using ground beef, maybe some sour cream or some cheese versus like we have uh, a chicken Parmesan that we're going to do. <laughs> Might be a little bit higher in carb if you've got some you know, pasta, things like that. Make the decisions ahead of time because here's what ha- is what happens. When you are not making decisions ahead of time, by the end of the day, when it comes time for dinner and you've made thousands upon thousands of decisions throughout the day, how do you feel? You feel exhausted. 
you feel worn out, right? And so if we look at, like I, I did a training for our girls a few weeks ago, and I think I mentioned this on another podcast, but there's something called decision fatigue, where the research tells us subconsciously we make over 35,000 decisions a day. Look it up on Google. If you're doing that and you're having to make decisions about like, what is your kid going to wear? What color is shirt? What are you going to wear? What matches? What types of shoes should I wear? What's the weather today? What type of coat should I wear? Is it cold? Do I need a, you know, a parka or do I need a raincoat? Like, I'm just like throwing shit out here, right? Then it's like, what are we going to have for breakfast? Did the kids have breakfast? Did I bring anything for a snack? What time do they have to be at school? Is my husband keeping up with the to-do list this morning? Did he remember these things? Like you have all these decisions. And by the time it comes seven, eight o'clock at night, of course you're exhausted. And you just throw your hands up and say, I don't care. Whatever you want to have for dinner. And then you are angry at the same time because you realize, well, I've either overconsumed today or I haven't eaten enough today and fed my body. And so I'm off on my intake anyways. And so therefore I'm lacking consistency. This is all in our control. Get a step ahead. Be ahead of the decision fatigue. It's going to make your willpower, your discipline, all of those fleeting emotions that people rely on almost non-existent. Like you don't need them. It's not necessary because you've already made the decision. You took the time. You got a plan in place. The decisions have been made. You just follow through now. And the other piece is that it makes it a lot easier to say no. People say, well, how do you, you know, just avoid those things? Or how do you say no? Or how do you not cave to the temptations? I don't even entertain them in my mind because the decision was already made ahead of time. So your environment is important. And a lot of what you do in terms of, you know, pre-planning and preparation will help you mm-hmm. make less tough decisions essentially. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of times too, people overestimate how ver- varied diets are. Like you said, you eat the same gluten-free waffle every morning before you work out. You guys we are not like chefs making million different types of cuisines. I eat pretty much the same food most days because guess what? It's easier. It's easier to know what I need to meal prep on the weekends. It's easier to know this is going to fit my intake levels pretty well. It's easier to know. I know these foods make me feel good. And yes, I try to keep variety in our dinners. That's kind of like where we keep variety in our day. I eat relatively the same exact breakfast and the same exact lunch for the most part every single day or at least one of like the same three lunches yes like a protein a starch and a vegetable whether it's ground turkey this week shredded chicken next week whether it's asparagus this week you know teriyaki stir fry vegetables next week sweet potatoes rice like it's really not that varied and different and i would challenge you if you think that that's boring i bet you don't eat that varied either I bet it's a lot of the same things that are convenience foods that are the same combinations of things that you're getting from restaurants or fast food or whatever it is. I bet you don't eat that different anyways. And when you pick these healthier options and basically just make it your routine, I don't even think anymore. It's like autopilot. When I get home from dropping the kids off, I make my eggs. I have either an English muffin or a frozen waffle or some oatmeal and I go into work. And I know it takes me 10 minutes to make. Like It just makes it easier when you do things routinely. And the last thing here, you have to subtract the negative influences from your life. You have to see what is standing in your way, whether they are people, whether they are environments. This is something too, like uh, in um, Atomic Habits, he mentioned, if you are struggling with being focused on work, put your phone in another room. Like this is something that hit home for me. I was oh my gosh, I scroll my phone constantly when I'm working and trying to do emails. And like, <laughs> it is real bad. Like today. I'm like, did you take that text that person back? She's like, 
yeah and i was like no you didn't because i'm on the text message and she opens it up she's like oh i didn't hit send and i'm like right so and then she's it's, got <laughs> podcast notes. i do the same thing though i'm i am totally guilty of this but it is just funny because it's like you probably see me doing it and then i probably see yeah. you doing it but subconsciously we're doing it because this is just it's a habit a habit right we're we're just like wired to not even notice our own personal flaws. And so this is where also I'm going to challenge you guys, like the negative influences. We've talked about this before and your environment and the people that are in your circle, you may need to subtract some of those people Mm -hmm. or you may need to get rid of some of the things that are in the house that are triggers for you. I talked about this a few weeks ago, right? When we don't have drinks, we don't keep alcohol in the house because if the alcohol is there, specifically white wine or rosé, I want to drink it. Yeah. So this is how they sell wine. They, they sell the more expensive bottles at eye level at the store, if you've noticed that. Mm-hmm. The ones by the ground are cheaper, and those do not get as much sales because people buy what's at eye level. They buy what is visible to them. And so when you are at home, do you keep sweets on the counter? Do you keep sugar on the counter? Do you keep your wine on the counter that you can just pop open a bottle, grab it real easily? Like, no, go and put it in a cabinet with a lock and key or something if you need to. You have to put in barriers or else the decision is too easy. You have to make the decision harder. You just, I mean, like, I know for a fact, if there's something on the counter, I am way more likely to like open it and take a bite of chocolate chip cookies or brownies or whatever the hell is in our house all the time <laughs> because of my husband and of my child. I do not buy this stuff, guys. I never buy this stuff. When Nick comes to the grocery store with me, we always end up buying like fudge brownie bit batter mix that he makes with Carson. And it's fine. Like they love it. It's a thing. But otherwise, all of our candy and our chocolate that's like leftover from Halloween and, you know, Christmas is in a bin in the pantry. I don't touch it because I don't see it because it is an extra step to go and get there. This is why sometimes buying like individual bags of things helps because it's a lot harder to go in, have a handful and walk out. This is why meal prepping is so impactful because you have the food in the house already made. You're removing the tough decision. You're removing the resistance and in turn, the negative ability to just, oh, I'll order food this week. I'll grub hub. I'll, you know, I won't eat. Whatever it is, I'll have a bar. Like, we need to be getting ahead of the game. And that is all within your control. So I challenge, what in your day are you struggling with the most? Mm -hmm. Is it your workout consistently? Okay, evaluate. What seems to continue to get in the way of your workout? Is it waking up early enough? Do you need to go to bed earlier? Do you need multiple alarms? Do you need to put your phone with the alarm on loud in the bathroom so you have to get up and go turn it off and then you're already up and you can get up and going? Is it you can't hit your intake levels because you always track at the end of the day? And so then it's too late to change anything. And then the next day you do it again and you keep tracking at the end of the day and then you're never going to fix the problem, guys. Like You have to evaluate what's getting in the way of it and set yourself up in a different environment. If what you are currently doing is not working, stop doing it. Evaluate what's not working about it and implement something different. And that is the beauty. You can always choose to take different action because you are in control. Stop letting your life become you being a victim of your circumstances. You should not be a victim in your own life. You should be the driver in your own life rocking things because you are in control yep and just remember at the end of the day like i think one of the things too that people often overlook when they win 
is how their environment helped them win, how it set them up for success. But yet they're quick to blame their environment when things don't go the way that they wanted. Mm -hmm. And so just understand that your environment drives both your good and your bad behaviors. And so people who are able to stick to good habits easier, I would say with ease or easier than others, are often benefiting from an environment that makes those behaviors easier because they set it up that way intentionally. So evaluate this today. Go back to your home, your kitchen cabinets, like all the things that you see regularly and identify what serves you and what doesn't. And if it doesn't serve you, we're not saying you have to throw it in the garbage can, but maybe you need to make an off limits cabinet. Maybe you need to move all of that junk into a space that you are not going to open and be triggered by it. Maybe you need to make a routine with your family or talk to your spouse or significant other and understand that, hey, on the weekends, we one of us goes to the grocery store first thing in, in the morning. And so I need to know what we're going to eat next week or what you want to have next week so that I can get to the grocery store, bring it all of the good groceries home or order them before our day begins and the weekend gets chaotic. And then all of a sudden it's Sunday night and you're like, shit, I didn't go to the grocery store again. What are we going to eat this week? Right? You have control over all of these things. And so don't be blaming your environment until you've taken action to start changing it. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.